What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 222nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast 222. Can we talk about throwing up for a second? No. <laughs> um, preferably not. All right. Some people have a bad reaction to the concept. Uh, well, I know. That's why it is a a topic of discussion because it can you know, go in do you know why it's a topic of discussion various avenues <laughs> i can tell you why it's a topic of discussion because you said that the episode of seinfeld with the black and white cookie was not the episode of the seinfeld where he was bragging at how he hadn't thrown up in like seven years and i was like no that is the episode yeah, and then yeah, i had to pull is, it up on wikipedia that, and prove you wrong that is the episode what is right. happening right now that, uh, hold like, on let's get minutes ago you're like we're gonna start the show and i'm like okay i know how that goes i know how starting the show goes i have no idea what is happening right now what's up everybody <laughs> at least you're not me i have no idea how to do this anyway all right good <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're all here. I am your host, SPJ. I have Will Anderson with us. I do not eat the black and white cookie. I eat no cookie, too many carbs. We're, we'll get to that. We also have Travis with us. So I ha- I'm wearing these new headphones because my last ones uh, fizzled out at me while I was at work. And I just went to the, the nearest corner store to buy some more because I wanted to listen to things that day. And I ended up buying the only kind they had, which were the... I, I prefer the ones that just sit comfortably in your ears and they're just like your little ear friends i don't like the ones that are invasive about it that like you're supposed to stick into your ear because now i'm very aware of the ear canal situation and like what my ear what the structure of that is and it's weird to me that each one feels different and i don't know how worried about that i should be I'm very confused right now. I Good. have no understander. I think he was just making an allegory to the Brexit. I have no clue what he I, was just trying to say. I understand the uh, jam-tastic situation that you are in with the ear pods. Because there, there, there's the ones that, the the traditional like Apple style that are, they're just a circle. That's the speaker. It forms most of the surface of the headphone sits in there and it floats and it plays your tunes mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. there's the ones i'm wearing right now which are uh lovecraftian in that they are uh, a strange tentacle that's invading my ear canal they have they come with different sized cushions uh bubbles these that you can swap out depending on your ear size i guess and either they are too far out and they fall at the slightest gust of wind or they're too far in, and I I just become intimately familiar with my ear canal situation. <laughs> your, your problem is that you don't have over-the-ear or on-ear headphones, which are superior to the, the ear pod slash tentacle pod True. situation. Yeah, and, and Steve, just to clear things up, um, the jam situation is between your toes. It's the wax situation in your ears. Stop. All right. Okay, we also have uh, Kippy here, which I think we introduced last time as Tyler, but known as Kippy the Boss in Slack. So that's what I normally reference by. How are you doing, man? I'm rather confused, but I think that's just my ability. All right. Are, you, are your ears okay? Are they... <laughs> Well, when we get to our break, I'll be switching uh, headphones because one side of them just fizzled out, but I can continue on for now. I'm glad (laughs) that you and Travis have a relatable issue. Let's get back to throwing (laughs) up. Why? So if you're listening to this right now, have you ever just sat there after lunch and gone, I think this is coming back up? (laughs) (laughs) No. Because that's... Uh, (laughs) <laughs> good good because that's what <laughs> that's what i that's what i feel right now we can detour real quick because we're we're nowhere near the topic of pokemon but you are right will as in the episode of the black and white cookie from seinfeld that that is the episode where jerry talks about not throwing up for seven years and then he buys the black and white cookie and explains to elaine that if everyone just looked to the cookie that would solve all the racial problems in the world and then he eats the cookie and then throws up later which is a metaphor of saying that the racial problems can't even be solved by the cookie 
because he threw <laughs> up the cookie. That is deeper than I had taken it. I thought he threw up because he neglected, you know, people of Latin descent who aren't so firmly black or white. Hmm. I, well, the cookie is is clearly stating that black and white people can get together, and then he eats the cookie, but then he throws up. Meaning, yes, it, it's it's it. Getting back to throwing up, I took some stomach medicine when I got home, and I feel like everyone remembers the like the last time they threw up like that. At least to me, that is a very vivid memory, and mine was about two years ago, very early in the morning. Irene was leaving for the weekend, and as she was getting ready, I was just sitting near the toilet, which became my like spot for the rest of the day. Wow. I remember this vividly, and so now I, I am cautiously aware of making sure that going into this weekend that I am sitting on my couch and not my toilet. Hi, this is uh, Travis speaking. Uh, this is Travis's voice you're listening to. Just here to remind you that this is a, a Pokemon podcast. Um, <laughs> just want to check in here and say I, too, am very confused as to why this is the topic of discussion. Usually off-topic stuff at the beginning of the show is uh, light banter about video games or something. Um, the Brexit. You know, me, yeah, light things like video games or the Brexit. Uh, that joke is date will probably actually that's probably a pretty relevant historical thing that will be impactful for a long time. However, I'm just here to say we're in this together. We'll we'll figure it out. You and me, listener. This is not D and D, Travis. You can't just say that. Uh, I can, and I rolled a twenty. So yeah, no, you <laughs> started. Come on, you should have started that as not as my character right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I cast Sacred Flame. Which, <laughs> which stomach medicine did you take? As as the only adult here, which stomach medicine did you take? I, I don't know what it's called. It's new. It was new on the market. It's like this. It, it's, it's this new thing called Tums. Wait, was it pink? It was pink. It was not Tums. It, it might have been called Nausea, but it was a chewable. <laughs> I certainly no hope way. it is not called that. I, <laughs> it, it has to be called like Nauseate or something like maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be. It could be. It was a pink tablet. You had to chew it. Uh, they tasted like a sweet tart, except more stale. Yeah, yeah, it's just got some variation on a bismuth. How many did you take? I took two. I took one at first because I was I was wary of the taste, and then after I had it, I was like, oh, this isn't bad. I'll have another one. That's the yeah. kind that makes your tongue black, right? I don't. I hope not. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, well, bismuth makes something black, but it's not your tongue. Oh yeah! <laughs> now I remember. But here's the thing: you'll be feeling, you'll be seeing that in a little while, Steve. If, if you're not having sort of a multi-symptom uh, gastrointestinal distress, and if and it's really just like you feel that queasy, I'm losing control. I would, I would say that my stomach doesn't hurt. It's almost like a lingering in the back of the throat. All right. We don't have to get into too much detail, but you've got kind of like that nervous feeling that something bad is imminent. Yeah. Well, right um, now, the nervous feeling is I don't want to throw up. Well, I meant like a physical <laughs> nervous feeling, not a mental, emotional one. Uh, I'm just saying that there is a uh, solution out there, which I cannot recommend the name, but it is lemon flavored. And if you look in the stomach remedy section, you'll you'll see it. It comes in a green bottle and it kind of has a pastel rainbow on it. Go for that. <laughs> no, because it's like within 15 minutes, um, any kind of tickly stomach uh, goes away. Another option is to um, bite into some fresh ginger, but that's not as easily obtainable for that, most people. Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing at all. It's not meant to be appealing. It's meant to make you feel better. Speaking of feeling better, Travis, how's your weekend? Week. <laughs> Week. Uh, fine. Good. Yeah, great. Stomach doing fine? Yeah, I'm okay. I am getting on a flight tomorrow, so uh, check in tomorrow. We might have a different story on our hands, but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. I didn't do anything in particular. You've told this me. Week. You've told me behind the scenes. I'm gonna put put it out there that you get yeah. motion sickness, car sickness, boat, um, boat sickness. Uh, I can't if, remember which if one. If I am in a thing and it's moving and it's moving faster than uh, human legs uh, are designed to take a person, you can you bet your bottom dollar that I will be queasy. If I'm driving, <laughs> that's fine because I am in control of the situation. But pretty much all the time, if a thing is moving and I am in it, I will feel nauseous. That's something. I, I don't know if I could live like that. Um, I would sing the SpongeBob indoor song, but I don't know it. <laughs> Kippy, how you doing? Uh, it's been 
what two months since last time you were on no approximately um what's new with you what's new i you i think you you were very excited about super mystery dungeon if i'm not mistaken oh yeah i um unfortunately have not gotten back to it in quite a while but it is such a good game um more recently um i'm getting ready for the mystery dungeon to get on the wii u which is going to be great um i went to regionals a couple weeks back played 61st overall which was pretty nice nice which regionals did you go to uh utah regionals because i just had to make a 20 minute drive and then bam there i am nice nothing else playing a lot more xenoblade are you done with school for the semester uh yeah have quite a while our school's uh summer schedule is quite weird we have a lot of camps going on but i won't be able to make any of them because i'm getting a job pretty recently congrats what kind of a job uh planning for some cashier at a store that's close by Mm, so you're gonna work in a grocery store it it would have been like the best full circle conversation if you said like you were going to work at an amusement park cleaning up people's puke <laughs> yeah i'm gonna work at a bakery uh baking exclusively black and white cookies i just want to apologize to um travis's significant other that uh they will not be able to listen to this program. yeah she's gonna give this one a hard pass because she has a phobia of vomit so that's this one Skip this one ain't for her if you would only just tell her, her travis to look to the cookie and everything We'll yeah. be okay. Or or just skip this one. We talk about Zangoose at the end. That's going to be the Pokemon <laughs> of the week. I mean, now you know everything you need. <laughs> we'll we'll tie, tie, tie us down here so we can get into the Pokemon stuff. What's what's new? Uh, well, I did that 10K on Saturday. Did real, real bad. Was upset about that. Then I ran. So 10K is 6.2 miles. Somehow my phone seemed to indicate that I ran 6.8 miles. I don't know how that happened. But then on Sunday... I ran over eight miles and I was real happy because my speeds were actually better than I did in the 10K. Um, and then I went to work on Monday and that was the usual. And here we are. That's that's now it's Friday night. Friday, Friday every- night. Yeah, this is the uh, second time we're recording Friday night. As Travis said earlier, he is going out of town up to the frozen north of Canada uh, to visit uh, the aforementioned girlfriend. Do you have wait, wait, do you have a passport? Yeah, clearly. Do you know- where mine is because i lost mine a long time ago and i just have no idea so your thought process here is if i passports have passports could be passport. friends and maybe mine is hanging out with yours you've been to my house maybe uh, you I'll... stole my passport <laughs> for all i know I, you could have I, walked I... through here picked up my passport and walked out jumped out jumped out of glove window which was happening at the time <laughs> i was at your home let me was let me that have... a thing that it, that was that a thing that was relevant during any Pokemon podcast episodes, or is that only relevant during Dungeons and Dragonites? I think there was an episode with just Will and myself. We talked okay. about Glove Window. I want to ask the important question here is it's it's late June. I'm assuming Canada's still covered in snow, correct? <laughs> that is incorrect, although I do have the weather forecast up if you wanna for uh uh for Winnipeg if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, let's let, uh, let's for, let our please. listeners in Winnipeg know the weather two days after it already happened wait our one listener in winnipeg is skipping this episode (laughs) (laughs) no i would i I look i look at the stats we have listeners in canada uh so carly kindly uh changed it to fahrenheit so i would know what any of these numbers mean so it actually won't really mean anything to canadian listeners when i say that When I say that Saturday we'll have, uh, looks like there, there's a symbol with with a cloud with lightning come off coming off it, so that's not a great sign. With a high of 75, a low of 59. On Sunday we're moving to a. Uh, is there rain there? No, I think it. Uh, no. Yeah, give a chance of 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 of, uh, of rain showers. A high of 64, low of 50. Then we get into the early bit of the work week. We're getting a little better temperatures there. 72, 77 and 81 are the highs for monday tuesday and wednesday when you're riding up on canada day which i think is friday you're gonna be nice clear skies high of 82 low of 59 great for those fireworks might want to take a sweatshirt with you when it gets a little chillier at the end of the night we're sending that right to nbc
yes. won't, they won't take me. Did you hear how many times I stumbled during that? <laughs> hey, you know, pra- practice makes perfect. Adds personality. Yeah, speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, stumbling, let's stumble through some news here. We got, uh, got quite a bit of news. Our first bit of news is there are some new, new Nintendo 3DSs coming out. For Europe specifically, there's a Solgaleo and Lunala limited edition 3DS coming out. It's going to be a black 3DS. Uh, Solgaleo and Lunala limited edition launches in Europe this November. Uh, I don't know if that's coming anywhere else, but there's also a yellow Pikachu 3DS. New Nintendo 3DS coming out. These are both listed as LL, so I don't think they are. I don't think they are coming to America, but. Uh, if they were, I'd probably get the Pikachu one because what does LL signify? Uh, it's the it's XL. Uh, it's what Japan uses to signify that it is the larger 3DS. Got it. The uh, the, the 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 yellow one is pretty awesome, but the the black one, which is with, with just Solgaleo and Lunala. Lunala. Wow, I am just stumbling on words here. Not as great. NBC is never gonna hire you. No, I I, NB, I dropped the ball for NBC. I'm sorry, guys. Are you guys due for a is it is everyone here running new 3ds's or are you guys still with the old 3ds? I'm on the new 3ds XL. I have the Monster Hunter one. Will, what about you? Uh, I have the new 3ds XL. Do you have a special edition or no? Uh, no, I just got the plain black. Would you upgrade to a Pokemon one? Not with the state of my economy right now. All right, man. Good. Britain just left the EU. I barely got two cents to rub together. Come on, <laughs> I have that 3ds buying money. Travis, you know, Skid Row. When you want opinions on the what's going to happen after the Brexit, you really want to come to a bunch of Americans on a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> we're the we're the ones who really know what's going on. I'm the only uh, one here with a retirement account that is now empty. <laughs> hey, I got a somewhat of a retirement account. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself, uh, Travis. You you on that old hardware? Or are you on the new one? I never buy the upgrades when they come out. I just buy the launch version. I was still on the. The only reason I had a DS Lite was because I was using my dad's. Um, I'm, technically my DS was always the DS Fat, the silver uh, launch one. I never buy any of the upgrades, so I'm just on the normal 3DS. Nothing would con- no Pokemon 3DS would no vanilla no, I can 3DS still play Pokemon would on any 3DS you? I want. Okay, if you if what would convince me to buy if they bundled it with uh, the next generation of, of handheld console and it was the, and it was the same price and like a year earlier, yeah, I'd probably pick that one up. <laughs> but but barring that, I, I doubt I would ever buy any special edition 3DS unless it said unless it had a picture of my face on it and said. Hey Trav, this one's for you. I'd buy that. Like, I'd like, buy that like, one. I would consider that. I would. There would still be at the back of my mind. Maybe this is a waste of money. <laughs> Kippy, are you on old hardware or new hardware? I'm on a 2DS. Oh, you're on a 2DS. I like. Uh, I like the shoulder buttons on that. Yes, it's very comfortable and a lot more durable than the 3DS, and also a lot more cheap. I got mine for eighty nine dollars. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. Moving on here, we have uh, Shiny Machamp. I'm going to combine both these both these articles here. Mark McQuillan, I'm not too sure who that is besides they won the they won at the 2015 World Championships. I don't I don't recall hearing that name though. Uh they are Pokémon is going to distribute their Machamp, shiny Machamp used at the championships. Machamp can be obtained in XY Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. Machamp was used in the 2015 championships. It has the ability, the ability no guard. It knows dynamic punch, stone edge, wide guard, and knockoff. This was distributed before in the past at UK, France, and Germany. It will be here. It says, that, okay, here we go. I pulled it up. The 2016 US National Championships will be held between July 1st to July 3rd at the Greater Columbus Convention Center in Columbus, Ohio. You'll be able to pick up your shiny Machamp there. If you are attending, it will uh, it will be it will be in a cherish ball if the ball choice matters. Well, the ball choice you don't have a choice, but now you know shiny Machamp in a cherish ball. Cherish ball. Shiny Machamp is amazing. Is it green? I think it's green. <laughs> I think it's the ugly green color. 
Uh, the, I, on Pokemon's website, though, it does say that uh, for the U.S. National Championship, it's only listing Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So I don't know if that's saying that the X, your X and Y copy won't work, because the Bulbapedia article said that it will. So if you're in the U.S., I would only bank on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I don't get what the limitations are besides just saying, hey, make sure you have the newest game. It's not like there's hardware limitations to distributing a 20-year-old Pokemon. I just looked up Shiny Machamp, and it is actually a very good emerald green instead of like the ugly green that ugly we usually get. puke green. Am I right? <laughs> I would say that that's an ugly green. <laughs> I feel like it, to describe it as emerald, it would have to be a little deeper of a green. Darker. I'm pulling it off of Google Images. It might just be on... Well, I'm going straight to the source. I'm going straight to Bulbapedia. <laughs> there. Is, is that the source? That is the source. That, that's the joke. The, that... the source of rampant ads recently, maybe. That's a hot take from someone who's hosted... <laughs> Shows with guests who are important members of Bulbapedia. I mean, that's, I, a, that's a hot take, Steve. I love, I love Bulbapedia. I think they did tweet though recently that they were having an ad problem. Got it. So I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, it is actually disgusting. Green. <laughs> Next bit of news here: in collaboration with CD Media, Nintendo will become uh, will begin operating in Greece. And the Balkan region? Balkan. Balkan. On October 1st, 2016, CD Media and Nintendo will collaborate for future software titles and platforms. Nintendo halted its operations in Greece on December 31st, 2015, after a local distributed distributor, Nordic Multi- Multimedia SA and Nintendo, ended their relationship due to Greeks' economical problems. Wow, this whole episode is either... You know what? And that's tied to the Brexit, too, because that's why... It's either Brexit or Grexit. (laughs) That's why the UK wants to leave the EU, is because Greece is dragging everybody down. Well... Intriguerest. Greece's economy is about to get a lot better, because they're getting Pokemon stuff once again (laughs) on October October 1st. The uh, official website for Nordic Media SA is no longer live. The Balkan region includes Greece, Bulgaria, Cyprus, Albania, Macedonia, Romania. I love reading lists like this. Crotania, Slovenia, Croatia, Croatia, Bonzania, Herzegovina, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Montenegro. I actually believe it's Herzegovina, but whatever. Montenegro and Serbia. I said that one right. And strangely enough, I was just complaining earlier today that the college course I had that was required to take called Map of the Modern World served me no good in life, and yet it just came in clutch. <laughs> because those countries only began existing my first year of college. You put, you put episode 222 on your resume. You tell them to skip the first 14 minutes of vomit talk. Yeah. <laughs> And you get yeah. right, right to... I think that's just generally good advice for any listener. Here, here's the ultimate question. Steve, Travis, and Kippy. The all of those countries that aren't like Greece and Albania and Bulgaria. What country were they formerly? Uh, they're part of the Soviet Union. Incorrect. Turkey. They were not. They're, were they a satellite state? Yes, they were. Would have would it have been? Wait, what's the list again? Can we give somebody else a chance? I uh, weren't they all weren't they all Romania and then Romania broke up and got smaller. Incorrect. Well, Czechoslovakia would have been involved somehow. Does right? this have no, to do with France well, Ferdinand? No, I'm not, I'm not saying like the Czech, because I don't think he just said Czech Republic or Slovak Republic. I didn't There's a country it. called Yugoslavia. Um, Yugoslavia Can we cut is the this right out answer. so I don't look really dumb? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, well, we're, we're here too. Will needs his moments for his resume. Um, yes, I do. Yes, I got some I more. Do. I got. Hey, I'm ignorant. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. Welcome to life. I don't know about wait, what wait, what what was what was the country will? Yugoslavia. I don't know about Yugoslavia, but in both Europe and Russia, they are getting Pokemon Sun and Moon Steel books. Special editions of Pokemon Special Editions of Pokemon Sun and Moon are called fan editions and will be released in both Europe and Russia. The fan editions will be released on the same day Pokemon Sun and Moon will come out, which is November 23rd for them. There's one ed- one 
fan edition for each game. The fan edition includes that copy of the game and a steel book. The steel books have an image of the game's cover without any logos or classification labels uh, on the outside, and then also has a map of the Aloha region on the inside. That's the only difference. Uh, there is no price listed. No price okay. listed because we can't buy them anyways. Yeah, it would be us just guessing at whatever British or European pounds turns into. I don't even know what their currency is called. I think. Well, nobody knows right now because <laughs> the currency is collapsing. <laughs> Woo. This will be. This will serve as an ancient artifact of of the euro. You know, I had the best intentions when we started this episode. <laughs> this is just a discussion between friends. What is the? Uh, how am I forgetting the word parade? Wow. This is just a parade of ignorance about uh, anything that happens on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean or honestly, a Pacific Ocean, too. Look, you know how Americans are stereotypically people who know nothing about what happens outside of their country? It's true. Listen to this. Hey, I think I'm doing particularly well today. Yeah, you're doing fine. I want to remind everyone to just look to the cookie. I want to remind yeah, everyone how that turned out. To Milwaukee Public Schools. I went to MPS, so my level of everything outside of Wisconsin is very minimum in anything, whether that's location, time, currency, anything. Now, for Kippy, I hope he's good at math. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he like grabs his collar with one finger and he's like oh <laughs> well about that um depends on the math basic algebra i can do that <laughs> maybe the arts what oh. arts oh I, one of them pick pick something yeah take music? your pick man what music i don't are you, are you a musician I am, yes, I uh, do a lot of musician-based things. Um, well, yes. so free, it sounds so. like an alien is trying to convince you that it plays an instrument. I do a lot of, I do a lot of music-like things. I uh, think that this is a good time for a musical break. So that's Hi. what we're going to do. To human town. I your host, Hugh Man. <laughs> if there's anything that can save this episode, it is hopefully my transitions. So we will be right back. From our break, there was a bit of news I forgot. I was uh, I was unsure of the dates. I just pulled it up here. Uh, this past Thursday, three Pokemon Mystery Dungeon titles came to the Wii U Virtual Console service. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Red Rescue Team for Game Boy Advance, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team, and Pokemon Dungeon Explorers of the Sky. Both are Nintendo DS titles. And they are available for the first time on Wii U console. And it's, it does state in the Nintendo.com press release here. Look for more Pokemon Virtual Console titles coming later this summer. Dun, dun, dun. I'll be buying that as soon as I can find it. Uh, Kibby, are, are you a fan of all, the, all three of them? I am a fan of all of the Mystery Dungeons uh, that I have played, which would be Explorers of Sky, the original Rescue Teams, and Super Mystery Dungeon... Think that's it. Gates to Infinity. Also, yeah, there's also Gates to Infinity. Yeah. Travis, what's your what's your favorite mystery dungeon? Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Two. The Explorers of Time is the one I had. I didn't get the third version, Explorers of Sky. Okay. Um, but I heard so, it's great too. I've, I've been is. I've been told Explorers of the Sky is the best. It probably is if it's as good or better than Explorers of Time and Darkness than it would be. I'm more of an original kind of base guy. I really like the original Mystery Dungeons, but yeah, Explorers of Sky is very, very amazing. Really good story in those games. I, I posted to Twitter earlier this week seeing if anyone would be interested if I streamed it because I haven't played. The only Mystery Dungeon I've played was Gates to Infinity, 
which didn't hold my attention that long. But I did see that Explorer, Explorers of the Sky has the uh, personality quiz. Please Otherwise, see. Do it. Otherwise, I love this. <laughs> Otherwise, no, I, I think I, uh, Blue Rescue Team and Red Rescue Team do as well. Do they? Um, oh, well, I just heard. I heard Explorers was the best. And I want to start with the best because I don't want. I don't want fall. I want the best first to make sure that I can, you know, keep playing. I don't want mediocre. Well, here's a little inside secret uh, that people have never learned and will finally uh, know. Now, the where I set my computer for where we record every week at week after week is on top of a copy of the Prima official guide from Nintendo Power for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team, <laughs> Red Rescue Team. On page eight, it gives you all of the answers to the personality quiz to let you know what Pokemon you will turn out as depending on what you answer. I don't want to know, though. I want it to be a surprise. Well, then don't look at the... God, wow, it has all like profile. Look, there's Mudkip. Of uh, like, if, if you turn out what, like, if you turn out to be a Pokemon, whatever Pokemon it is, it's like what to expect and all your strengths and weaknesses, and has all the secrets of the mystery, the sinister woods, and the silent chasm. I have never actually opened this book, uh, <laughs> even though I've had it for ten years. I, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to be spoiled. Sounds real well, cool though. Just, just I, know that I have the, the official guide. So okay, good. If you are playing and need help, I can look something up for you. Good. I took the personality qui quiz, and I did get Mudkip, just so y'all know, which is amazing. That's, that's very reassuring. If, any, if anything is right in the world, it is that you got Mudkip. <laughs> I got Meowth, which I think is really fitting. That's awesome, too. Yeah, I remember I, remember I, was, I was a bit shocked that you were a Meowth fan, because I feel like those, those are... Far and few between. Um, Yeth is great, and it should feel great about it <laughs> being great. About its being great. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Let's, let's do a couple Poor pronoun case on my part. We're all stumbling over our own words today. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do a couple emails here on my part. If you have an email, if you want to write in, you can do so at sbj at pkmncast.com, or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com, hit that contact button, Fill out that form. It will get to the same place. First email is from Jay. Writes in, says, Here's a question for the show. Maybe more of a topic, but you all should talk about shiny Pokemon you'd really like to get. I'd like a legit shiny Manaphy because it's hard to get. Thank you, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, now I got to see and remember which of my favorite Pokemon actually have good shinies. Well, I'm actually currently in the process of breeding a shiny, so that's the one I would really like to get because I would like to stop having to open eggs for that particular shiny. Uh, but that's going to be a giveaway. So the shiny Pokemon I would like for myself, I was going to say Rotom, but it's not shiny is not that special. Yeah, I'm not. Mm. I'm not too big on shinies, just because they're. I feel like they're not special at all. You can just RNG one. You can just. Oh, but you don't do that. You catch but you them naturally. Can. You can. And that destroys the rarity of them. I'm going to go with Slurpuff. Shiny RNGing is for other people. When you actually go through the process and get it yourself, that is your own sense of accomplishment. It's so mm -hmm. wonderful. It really is. I mean, I, I am. I am. I, I think what I would be excited for is to finally find my first shiny in the wild. And I, I feel like I was very, I was very, very big on shinies until I went to like a, a when I, before I went to a U.S. national Pokemon tournament or Worlds where every single competitor You're is disillusioned using, back in 2011, where every single competitor is using a full shiny team, uh, and to me that took a, a lot of the the specialness away. But and I it's think weird, all of those shinies have 31 IVs down the line. The odds <laughs> yeah. of that are so slim. They must have put in a lot of time. But yeah, <laughs> I I am just looking forward to my first shiny that I come naturally in the wild. Um, did you not tip anybody in X and Y? Yes, I did. Because the rumor was, if you did like tip highly, that there'd be more of an opportunity for you to encounter a shiny. And I encountered all kinds of wild shinies in X and Y. I checked my my playthrough through X and Y because I I was doing some Pokemon Bank stuff earlier last week, and I put about eighty five hours in X and Y. So I don't know. That's I think it. That's it. 
Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting there doing things I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy driving a bike in a circle, hatching eggs. No, well, you're wrong. Thank you. I don't enjoy farming some berries. Nope. No, thank no, you. You're double wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're I, wrong on all counts. I think shiny Volcarona looks beautiful. Shiny and, Slurpuff is is my answer to the question because it looks really rad and and yeah. tasty. Volcarona is one like of my sweet. absolute all-time favorite Pokemon. Volcarona is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, when I get my tattoo sleeve uh, of Pokemon, it's probably going to be all fire types, just because it seems like all of my favorites t- tend to be in the fire type range. Would you invest in a Larvesta? <gasps> Breaking out the bad puns already. That's, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we are pretty far into the show. I would say something <laughs> I think it's good timing. I just say something intelligent about Larvesta and Volcarona and interesting things about their evolutionary patterns, but um, I don't want it to be wasted on this program. Let's come back to Volcarona some other day. Yikes. Yeah, that's true. This is this is a bad one. <laughs> uh, Kippy, did you say what uh, what shiny that you you would really like? I want a shiny Breloom. Breloom gets this really nice, solid red color when it's shiny. Um, mm. I would go for a shiny mud kit, but I already have two of those. So Braylon is next on the list. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, next question here is from Zeke. I think I'm saying that right. That they're from Canada, Travis. There oh, you go. They, they'll get use out of my forecast. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Uh, just listened to the live Twitch podcast. Uh, this email was a little less than a month ago. I also believe there will be character custom customization but i want them i want there to be a limit part of black and white black to white to that made it worth buying was seeing red again in the world tournament too much customization and everyone's character will look different you won't have an imp you so you won't have impactful returns from prior protagonists i hope gen 7 will be like x and y where everyone's calum looked the same but for different skin colors what are your thoughts on the extent of customization uh ziki well, in X and Y, I could change the haircut, the clothes, the hat, everything besides the skin color. There was a lot of customization in X and mm-hmm. Y, and I would, I would you hope... Couldn't ch- you couldn't change the face, though, correct? Correct. Uh, well, I mean, it was a pretty plain face. But I would say also to, to look to the black and white generation of games, not Cookie... Um, to keep in mind, right, there was the ability to transfer your custom data from Black and White up to Black and White 2, so that as you played through the Black and White 2 storyline, there would be references to things that you had done in Black and White. There's no reason if they were going to do, like, a return of a protagonist thing that they couldn't do that kind of a thing again and, say, transfer your customized character into the new game and have that as your uh, competitor or whatever, whatever they want to do with it. Right. I think the reason red works so well in the world tournament is because red is ash. Like I, I know that like makes a lot of people cringe <laughs> or like people don't want to hear that, but red and blue are ash and gary in some extent and like the the TV show wouldn't have done so well if those characters weren't slightly related. And obviously they were related and that it did work and it did pay off because we got Pokemon Yellow after that. We got exactly what that was afterwards. We got Team Rocket in Yellow. We got Pikachu following you. Like that was such a big impact. And fans can go, oh, but it's red. It's not Ash. And it's like, yes, but the success came because of how successful the TV show was. That actually made that character so impactful and to bring that character back. Does that hold up 20 years later? I don't think so. I think we're to a point in games where people either want a really, really good story or they want to be, they want to be some sort of characterization of their thoughts and feelings, whether some people want to play as female who are normally male or some females want to play as male or in Destiny, I want to be an alien. I don't want to be a human. Like there is... People want to be, they want to use their imagination. And so I think what worked in black and white was because black and white had a really strong story, especially around the focus of N, which is why I don't like black and white. But I'm on the fence of wanting to 
wanting that journey to be me, not wanting that journey to be red or blue or silver or gold, which are, you know, in res- retrospect, not very good names for characters, but that's besides the point. This anime, you name your characters colors anytime. <laughs> Travis, what are your thoughts? I don't even know what I'm reacting to at this point. <laughs> do you, do you I, like character customization or not? <laughs> yeah, I love it. G- give me more. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I thought they already announced character customization for Sun and Moon. They did. They did. It's just the, I think the question asker is is asking if we would like not only to be able to change the outfit and skin tone of our character, but to also be able to have some semblance of control over uh height or facial features that sort of thing and i would say that that is less important to me than is than are the character customization options that were in x and y but that would be cool i'm secretly hoping for an oblivion style you guess your super sliders that can make a strange creature when you hit randomize and then you're just stuck with this beautiful creation from from then on out that would be cool um but but that's the only part of me that would be excited by the possibility of like control over facial features or something like that i would i would rather and and i think the question also kind of focuses on like the more character customization you have in your main character the less impactful that character would be if it was to come back in a future game Mm-hmm. And I get that. Again, I'm still strongly wanting as much character customization as possible because I want that to be my journey 100%. But I would argue instead of worrying about the protagonist, the, the male and female protagonists, I would want to see more focus on the gym leaders themselves. I, and this goes back to the TV show and the anime I think we all remember the red and blue gym leaders very easily because not only were we playing the game and that was the only thing to play at the time that was pre-internet, but because the anime lined up with that and made that a focus. Whereas as much as I loved X and Y and I love Diamond and Pearl, I don't remember seven of the the eight gym leaders. I think Black and White in particular did a great job with the gym leaders and involving them in the story. I can't, I can't even remember her name because I'm going to say it wrong. Laura, Laura, Lorna? She was the... Lorelli? She was the normal type gym leader. Second gym leader. In yeah, Black I don't remember White. who you're talking about, but I, I also don't remember... I don't remember, like, first-gen gym leaders' names, so... <laughs> oh, man, I think I can get them all. It's, it's Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge, Erica, Sabrina, Koga... Giovanni, that's it, right? Nope, you forgot the eighth. Blaine. Yes. Yeah, they all, I don't know, and the only things I remember from Generation 2 is like Faulkner. Gym leaders have never really meant a lot to me. I don't, I don't, I find it, I find it strange, like, I find it strange that, I mean, I understand why people care about them because they're characters in a game they like, but it, but they, with the exception of, like I was saying, in, in black and white, I feel like they are such a small part of the experience of the game. Like, I don't remember, they're, they're essentially boss fights, and I don't remember the, like, I don't remember, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of my favorite games, but if you ask me what the boss was on uh, the the Nightmare Before Christmas level, like, what the second boss was, I would have no idea. <laughs> and it's wow. the same for me in Pokemon, is that I don't remember the characters of the gym leaders. It wasn't Lenora, the normal gym leader in Nacreen City. Yeah, you had so much time to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll do one more. Just question sitting here. over there, like, oh, uh, 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 here's a pop quiz over the geography of the Balkans, while I have a world map in front of me from <laughs> two I, world maps. One I remember from, <laughs> one from ni- one from 1975 and one from 2016. Good luck, everyone else. Uh, I remember Iris. And again, that that credit goes to the TV show for making Iris follow Ash around. Yeah, Clement. Yep, or Clement, however people say the name. Uh, last question, last question here. This is from Colby. Hey guys, which one of Ash's Tauros is your favorite? Mine- <laughs> <laughs> no. Mine is number 17. 
Keep up the great work, Kobe. <laughs> uh, wasn't that episode uh, cut that they didn't show it or something like that? Yeah, that was the episode that was that was cut. That was when Ash catch. I don't. I can't remember how many he catches, but he catches a bunch of them, and they all. Like, go and to then they just randomly show it because that episode didn't air. At least it didn't air in the states. Then in a future episode, all of these Toros come back, and and as the viewer, you're like. Oh, uh, yeah, when did that happen? <laughs> I think of... Now Now I'm on, like, this huge, like, Pokemon anime high of, like, refer, going back to the anime as a as a crutch here, but when I when I watch wrestling, Will can relate to this a little bit, I think. Even though Ash Will... Ash had 30 Tauros, by the way. <laughs> oh, he had 30? Okay, good. Good to know. Oh. So yeah. when when you watch wrestling, you see all these different characters, and they're all trying to be a character... And sometimes their character doesn't work. And there's, there's one or two things that can happen in wrestling where, it go, where something happens where you suddenly love the character. There's something that they do, so maybe something little, something big. There's a way to make a character extremely popular. And so now I'm, I'm thinking back to... And this probably happened in other things besides wrestling. Anyways, going back to the anime, you look at a Pokemon like Tauros and you go... It's just, it's just a, a, a buffalo. Like, it's not interesting. It's normal. It's hey, really it's got three tails. It, it has three tails, yeah, but it's kind of plain. It's a little vanilla. And you go, how can we make Tauros popular? How can we get the masses behind Tauros? And a stunt like Ash catching 30 of them and then them showing up randomly is like a great way of going, you know what? Tauros is actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work on me. I worked on me. I'm a sucker for that. I think I think that like that was the moment where I'm like, yeah, Tauros is all right. Also, they did that with Muck. Like Muck was also a Pokemon that the anime really kind of put some steam behind. The Muck and Professor Oak shipping relationship, very very a okay in my book. You want to talk about a cool shiny? Let's talk about Tauros shiny. Isn't it green? It is. The, its body is bright yellow, like a lemon yellow, and then its the the brown fur is like a lime green. So you gotta you get like a sprite situation on your hands, or Sierra Mist, depending on your brand loyalty, <laughs> or Seven, maybe even Seven Up. Maybe you consider Mountain Dew a beverage instead of an acid. <laughs> <laughs> Robot blood. All right, we'll move on to our item of the week, now renamed Jolteon Watch. now you have it i figured that we would go over the jolteon kudarari cutie pokey plush 9.99 kotari cutie is that how you pronounce it kutari i believe so all right so this is the jolteon cutie pokey plush a recently pokemon center redid their website if you go to pokemoncenter.com it does state that they, re- they redid their website. It's like, we redid things. Enjoy. It looks almost exactly the same. I think the cart icon in the upper right-hand corner is slightly different. The other thing I noticed is that there is a verified buyer button. So the reviews that come in, we can make sure that the person leaving the review is a verified buyer. This might be some foreshadowing to see if one of our favorite reviewers, Togepi Lover, is indeed a verified buyer. Ooh. We won't spoil that this episode because we're focused on Jolteon. This is Jolteon Watch. We watched the Jolteons here. This is the cutie plush. A Will is going to read the um, bullet points for you. And boy, did they, uh, they go... Hog- well, let me read the description. Will will tackle the bu- bullet points here. This Jolteon Kudari cutie is super detailed with a zigzag ruff in white, a crispy fanned out tail, pink paw embroidery, and a bean bag style feeling, small enough to fit on a fit in the lap of a larger plush, or big enough to make anyone want to smoosh its soft plushiness. The Kudari Cutie plush is shown here with other Kudari plush for display purposes only. The other plush sold separately. I just want to note that the what they're talking about is two. Different Jolteon plushes, one with its eyes open, one with its eyes closed. The spotlight is all yours, Will. Oh, 
So uh, you want me to read the bullet points. All right. Uh, Kutari Cutie Jolteon is a comfy beanbag plush. Embroidered pink pads on Jolteon's paws are so tiny. So <laughs> tiny, they're not even actually there. Plush details include zigzag ruff and tail plus neatly embroidered ears. A Pokemon Center original. Would you like me to read the dimensions? Yeah, you can dimension it up. And more details. Item dimensions. Three by six by 6.3 inches. Those are American inches. Recommended age, American four plus years. <laughs> Country of origin, made in China. Fabric type, all new materials. Polyester fiber, PE, I don't even know what that is. And cotton Care instructions, surface wash only. Have you considered a future in being a judge at a spelling bee? So that children will ask you what the country of origin is, and then you will say, Chinese. That's not not a country. That would be an inaccurate response. Hmm. I guess... Is that language language of language of origin? Man, I... Ooh, you're just very nervous about this travel that's coming up. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna. Sh- I'm. I've got egg on my face just this entire. Episode. I, I, got, I, like, I, I, I can. I've cut got it internationally. Uh, I've got much? some style of of cooking an egg that I don't know about because I'm an ignorant American. I've got some sort of weird egg cooking thing, and that's on my face. I will. Uh, I will read the first review here. Travis will read the second. Both, though, I will point out are verified buyers. Starting with Spinda M. Actually, I don't think it shows their their state. Or location anymore. Yeah, we lost a lot of details in the in the true, update. True. Uh, Spinda M verified buyer five out of five stars. We switched from a Pokeball review system to a star review system. I bought this Jolteon about two weeks before Christmas as a birthday present to a good friend of mine. I wonder what they got him for Christmas. Despite the busy shopping week, it was delivered in about three to four days. It was a pleasant surprise. Opening the package, this little one was just the cutest thing. It's smaller than I thought it would be, and it has no issue standing on a desk or a shelf. My friend loved it. Now I want one for myself. All right, Travis, all you. That was a good review. This next review is coming to you from SR Hunt Plush Collector. This is another five-star review from a verified buyer titled, Cute Little Buddy. My love for Jolteon is fairly new, so I decided to order this Kutari plush, and he is adorable. He's really soft and sits nightly, nicely, sits nightly on the top of the small TV in my bedroom. However, he's so cute that I keep taking him off my TV to cuddle him. If you want a cheaper alternative to the more game-accurate plushies, but still want a nice quality plush, this is perfect. <laughs> what a that, this one is actually oh I thought I thought the line next to next to share meant that it had been shared, but that's just to share the review. Yeah, I they thought can... it meant one that was someone there was a one person that had shared it. Why would you share the review? Like this 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 is the review that convinces you to buy it, right? That's why you would share it. Could you ever imagine yourself sharing a review of a product? No, 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 not at all. But I'm yeah. sure some people have. Uh, find one. <laughs> well, you I, can't share any of these on Twitter because they're over 140 characters and it doesn't abbreviate them for you. I, uh, I do have two of these cutie cutie plushes. I actually have a Pikachu one and I have a Slowpoke one. And a Slowpoke or a Wakeachu? Uh, they are both awake. I like my Pokemon staring me in the eyes when they're mm. resting on top of my displays. Which is where they're both at. One at work on top of my cinema display. One here at home resting over my iMac. Yeah, they're nice quality. They're $10 worthy, I would say. Uh, but yeah, that, that's been your weekly Jolteon watch. We'll, we'll wrap up this episode here. We got Pokemon of the Week. And this week's Pokemon to celebrate all mongooses all the time is Zangoose. The original Mongoose Pokemon, except it's not classified as that. It's classified as the Cat Ferret Pokemon. Is it really? Yeah. 
That's the, a darn shame. The Cat Fair Pokemon Pokedex number 335. It is not known to evolve. It is well known for an ongoing feud with Zviper, which in retrospect is a real good name for a Pokemon. That is a snake. Ongoing feud is also a good like post-hardcore band name. Uh, I'll just read a little bit here before Travis gets to a move set. Zangoose is bitter enemies with Zviper, which it has battled against for many generations. Its claws are its best weapon weapons, and it can be used for its former signature move, Crush Claw. It lives in grassy areas. It's a sad day in Pokemon, written Pokemon facts that signature moves are taken away from Pokemon. I think Crustle knows Crush Claw now. Does anybody think that uh, Zangoose very, has a striking resemblance to 70s era David Bowie? Now that you mention it, that makes sense. I don't know if it's on purpose, but he, there's there's certainly some stardusting happening of the yeah. Ziggy variety. And his name starts with Z, like Ziggy. Um, the question, though, where were the spiders? Actually, I can't finish this line because he says... Uh, a, a line that I wouldn't say on a show with kids on it. <laughs> what other line can I say from Ziggy Stardust? Uh, he played it left hand, but made it too far. Uh, then we were Ziggy's band. The spiders were from Mars. That's true. You lost me, but that's okay. It's a very great song, Ziggy Stardust. Base stats of Zangoose, 73 HP, 115 attack, 60, 60, 60 defense, special attack, special defense, 90 speed, you do that math real quick, that is 458 in base stat totals. It knows the abilities Immunity and Toxic Boost. I'm sure Travis will tell you which one is better, uh, along with a moveset. Zangoose is actually the only Pokemon that has the ability Toxic Boost. Toxic Boost is like Guts, except that it only happens uh, with Toxic. Or, well, with Poison, rather. The way it works is your attack is increased by 50% when... You, when Zangoose is poisoned, because of that, you're, you're going to choose that ability over immunity. Immunity is a nice ability, makes you immune to poison. The only time you would, if you had the option of both of these abilities, which you only do in Zangoose, but theoretically if there were another Pokemon that had both of these ability choices, the only way in which immunity really gets an edge is if you're making a defensive Pokemon, because you wouldn't be using that boosted attack stat, so you would want to not you wouldn't waste your item slot on something that's just going to reduce your health over time and you would be immune to poison. However, Zangoose has a terrible defensive stats, so instead we're going to take advantage of its offensive stats. Uh, mostly its attacks because its speed is only 90. Uh, we are going to give it a toxic orb so that we can ensure that we are poisoned. We're going to go with an adamant nature, Eevee's 252 in attack and speed, and you can throw the extra four on defense. Now, in terms of moves that are a no-brainer, we have Facade. The reason you're going to be doing that is because Facade itself doubles in its base power when the Pokemon using it is afflicted by a status condition. Um, a major one. I don't believe confusion or attraction count. In fact, I'm sure that they don't. Because when you consider that that becomes a 140 base power move and your attack is being increased by 50% under Toxic, uh, it becomes a... And you're getting the same type attack bonus because Zangoose is a normal type and Facade is a normal type move. You get up to a pretty wild base power if what I'm reading is, is true and not a lie. Apparently that adds up to 350, 15 base power, which is unbelievable. Next, I like close combat for some type coverage because it gives you super effective strikes on a lot of types that resist normal, namely rock and steel. The third and fourth slots are up to you. I would include knockoff on the list because it is super effective against ghost types which you would not be able to hit with either facade or not or sorry, facade or close combat but the unfortunate thing there is that you only knockoff is only powerful 
when you're actively knocking off an item. So you could alternatively go with uh, Shadow Claw there if you always want to be super effective and deal decent damage to ghost types, as opposed to having one very strong attack that you hope kills it. For the fourth move, we could either go with Protect to ensure that you get your Toxic Orb off and you're poisoned bef before you even make an attack so that you're not losing a lot of HP when you're not dishing out a lot of damage. Or you could go with uh, Quick Attack because Zangoose is pretty slow. We saw that 90 base speed, which isn't going to do a lot. Uh, for that reason, you could um, consider a Jolly Nature as opposed to Adamant. But given that it's still not going to outspeed a lot, so I would still recommend Adamant, especially because it really does a good job at breaking walls or defensive Pokemon. Um, that's sort of where it shines, so you're not really worried about them outspeeding you. But I lost my train of thought. So I would say that the main set you're going to want to use is Facade, Knockoff, Close Combat, and Protect, but Shadow Claw and Quick Attack are viable options as well. I think I'm done. There you go. Uh, Zangoose is based off the Mongoose, a cat-like carnivore that is well known for its ability to hunt and kill venomous snakes. It also bears physical resemblance to the uh, Angora and Persian cat breeds. The rival rivalry it shares with Saviper is based on a relationship between both cats and mongooses towards snakes. I didn't know cats didn't like snakes. Cats hate mm. snakes. Hmm. My cats. That's why they're afraid of like cucumbers or whatever. <laughs> what were you saying, uh, Kippy? <laughs> uh, my cats always find a reason to bring the corpse of a garter snake into our house, or sometimes even a live one. What? Oh man, if my cat did that. Mm -mm. No, you keep that. Uh, you you. Well, my cats don't go outside. So maybe that. Maybe that yeah, solves that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you get a shiny uh, Zangoose, instead of being David Bowie red, it is David Bowie blue. <laughs> that actually might even be more Ziggy Stardust, right? I think so, yeah. It's like the whole like eye thing, right? Is that what we're like focusing on? Like that, the, No, no, no. He, like the, the he had a lightning goes, bolt. Yeah, the lightning bolt goes through his eye, though. David Bowie did that, right? right? Yes, okay. correct, on an album cover. All right. Zangus is cool. One yeah, like thing Zangus. about Zangus, um, if you catch him, he has a 5% of having a quick claw on him. Yeah, that's why I knew I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> Zangus is real cool now. All right, I think, I think that's our show for you guys. I think we saved it a little bit here towards the end. Uh, I didn't answer the question. My favorite Tauros is number 29. 22 for me. Will? I have no favorite. I love them all equally. Uh, Kippy? 13. All right, there we go. That is it. Kippy is now on Slack. Yes, I am under Kippy the Boss. You can recognize me for my fantabulous uh, Legend of Zelda Mudkip crossover pick. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, we'll be at Gen Con. Forgot to say that earlier. I didn't really forget. I just remembered right now. We'll be at Gen Con for a free event. There was supposed to be some Pokemon news on July 1st. I don't know if that's true or not, but we will stay tuned and we will keep our eyes out for said Pokemon news if it exists. Travis is at the Travis W on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. The best way to stay up to date with the podcast is the podcast Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. And if you haven't done so, I haven't said this in a while, but... Uh, Take some time. Leave us a review in iTunes. It helps out a lot. We are 31 reviews away from 600 reviews in iTunes, which is just... We don't care if you're a verified buyer or not. You can still <laughs> review us. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think iTunes has functionality that would allow you to share your review. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, we have been sitting in the top five of iTunes every single weekend for the past month and a half, if not two months. I check every... every uh, usually every Sunday night because that's when I publish the show. So I just want to thank all our listeners that download our show and listen to us. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, if you haven't done so, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It just helps out a ton. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... It's Super Cookie. 
Super effective uh, spiders from Mars. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>